Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. I'm your hostess of Education with an Edge, Jaquel Lane, and I am here with Sarah Slattery, and I am so very honored to have her here. Um, Education with an Edge is a podcast that's dedicated to anti-bullying and suicide prevention, and we here at Education with an Edge believe that every child matters, and you should too. Uh, Just a little bit about my amazing guest, Sarah. Uh, Chef Sarah Slattery was born and raised in Nebraska's legislative district. Sarah knows the community and its needs because she has been here her whole life. Sarah is the middle child of three kids. Her father, Mike, is the elected public defender for Cass County is on, and is on the board of directors of the Cass County Economic Development Council. Her mother, Barb, is a former elementary school teacher and college instructor. She is currently on the board of directors for Midlands Community Foundation and the president of the Cass County Tourism Board. Sarah continues to have a close relationship with her parents. Having opened Slattery Vintage Estates Vineyard and Tasting Room with them in 2008. I love that place. (laughs) Sarah is the chef and manager there. Philanthropy and community service are in Sarah's blood. That's why she has given so much of her time and talent over the years to lots of area nonprofit organizations, such as the March of Dimes, the Visiting Nurse Association, and St. John the Baptist School in Plattsmouth. Sarah even spent a year building Habitat for Humanity houses in Omaha as a member of the AmeriCorps National Service Program. Sarah is a single mother to Helen Rose, a sixth grader at St. John's. Sarah is also an alumnus of St. JB and is currently the head of the school's hot lunch program. She has not only reintroduced scratch cookery, but also greatly increased the fresh produce available to the school children through a fresh fruit and vegetable bar. School nutrition is her passion and an important pillar of her platform. Speaking of school, Sarah loves it, and we love that. (laughs) Sarah earned her BA from Creighton University in 2004. In 2011, she graduated from the Institute for Culinary Arts at Metropolitan Community College with an AAS in Culinary Arts. She was also the salutatorian of her class. Shortly after graduating, she accepted a position as the adjunct instructor at the ICA and has also taught community education classes at the Plattsmouth Learning Center for Southeast Community College. Sarah loves education. Sarah aspires to be the representative for all of District 2 and will work to fight for the rights of all its citizens. Sarah currently lives in Plattsmouth with her daughter, Ellie, their dogs, Alfred and Moxie, cats, pickles and bean, and a whole lot of houseplants. I love that. And I especially <laughs> love, and we're going to get into it, but le- the hashtag lunch le- lady for legislature. So um, I just have to welcome you, Sarah, to Education with an Edge. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having me. So Seriously. I guess I need to update that because my daughter's now in seventh grade. <laughs> Um, I res- actually resigned my um, school nutrition director position at the end of the last school year so that I could focus on this campaign and try and feed all the kids in the state. Yes. Um, so, but once a lunch lady, always a lunch lady. So I'm That's still the right. lunch lady for legislature. But yeah, and and we have another cat now. Her oh name, yay! Her name is Tapioca. We adopted her from the Humane Society a couple months ago. So fabulous. Yeah, fabulous. it's a lot lot of uh, things to take care of in my house, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly, wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and I think it's super exciting and interesting. I love hearing about people's stories and and especially this podcast is really dedicated to people's journey through life. So um, I think it's essential to kind of start from the beginning to understand your remarkable story fully. So can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and childhood, Sarah? 
Yeah, so um, I was born and raised, I mean, I guess technically I was born in a hospital in Omaha, but I was raised in Plattsmouth, Nebraska, which is where I currently live again. Um, in It's in Cass County. Cass County makes up 70% of Legislative District 2, which is what I'm running to represent. Um, so this is my, 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 these are my people. I've, you know, I've grown up here. I've known them all my whole, my whole life. Um, been really invested in the community. But yeah, so uh, my folks have been married for, it's going to be 46 years this, this year. Congratulations. Um, so yeah, they've been, and they've been really great role models. Uh, and you know, of what a, what a loving marriage should look like, which I think is why I'm 40 and have never gotten married because I don't, I'm not going to settle for anything less than what my folks have. So, um, but yeah, no, and they got, they got married. Uh, my mom was 19, my dad was 23 and she, uh, dropped out of college, put him through, finished thing through law school, um, then had us kids and raised us. And then once we were all school age, she went back um, and got finished her teaching degree and then was an elementary school teacher for years. And then um, when it was time to for us kids to go to college, she went back to work at Creighton so that we could go for free, which was really amazing and selfless of her. Yes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I'm a crier. No, we that's what we're about here. So um, it's not. But yeah, great. so my my folks are incredible. Um, I'm so lucky to have opened this business with them 15 years ago, and and I get to work with uh, my family. I know not everybody has that kind of relationship with their parents, and yeah. I know that I'm very lucky. Um, but yeah, so I grew up. Like you said in my bio, I'm the middle child. I am the poster middle child. Um, so growing up, I was actually kind of shy. Um, didn't really want to do anything that, that my big sister didn't also do, right? So I loved to dance, but we did dance for one year, and my sister didn't like it, so then we didn't do dance anymore because yeah. I didn't want to go by myself. Right. Um, so I grew up playing um, volleyball and soccer, uh, things like that. Went to St. John's in Plattsmouth, where my my dad also went, where my daughter goes now. So that's kind of a, a fun legacy thing. Some of the same teachers that I had are still there, which is amazing. Super cool. Um, so I still can't call them by their first name, no, even when we were co-workers. <laughs> right. Or Mr. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, just kind of a, yeah, stereotypical nuclear family, you know, sitcom growing up, uh, which I'm, I'm so lucky that I had that. I know a lot of people struggle and things like that. Um, I'm very close with my siblings still too, but neither of them live here. My sister is uh, like one of the most inspiring people you'll ever meet. She is a foreign services officer for the State Department. Wow. So she's a diplomat and she and her little family, her husband and and their daughter are currently stationed in Senegal for the next four years. Uh, Their last posting was in Paris but that was, of course, when COVID hit, so nobody got to go visit. To go visit, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and before that, she was in Haiti. So she her French is her her secondary language, um, so she gets to go to all these French speaking countries. And so yeah, she's sending us all these videos of this amazing Senegal is this beautiful beach, oh, um, coastal, and like all this amazing seafood. Totally jealous. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go figure out how to get myself over to Africa. That's right. <laughs> and visitor, <Yeah>. visitor. <laughs> um, and then my younger brother lives in uh, Lenexa, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City. Um, and he and his wife have three three kids. So I've got a niece, my little half French niece from my sister. And then I've got two nephews and a little baby niece 
um, from my brother. Uh, and I just, I love those kids like they're my own. So, and I, I, it's really, I love being a mom and I love my daughter so much, but it is awesome getting to be the fun aunt. The, the fun, cool aunt yeah. that gets to, right, give them back at some point. Right? Yes. And I'm going to tell you, um, so I've already, I've had a couple of podcasts and interviews and things and the, my nephews make my sister-in-law play them. They fall asleep to me talking oh. every night. So this is going to be my nephews, Mikey and Teddy are going to be probably falling to sleep falling asleep to this for a, a couple weeks in a row. I'm like so honored and I think that's so beautiful. And yeah. I think the other thing is too that, I mean, when people first meet you, when I first, your authenticity like glows, it really sh- shines through. Aww. And so um, honestly, and thank you for being, for being willing to talk so passionately about your family. And I think that's really beautiful that you all have that connection. And yeah. so shout out, shout out to them. Yes. For sure. Yeah, no, they're, they're really great people. Um, very uh loving affectionate um you know I don't even I don't get off the phone with either of my parents without telling them that that I love them yes um which I think is so important so and then I make sure to do that for my daughter too because I know I mean I've read statistics where it's like um kids most kids that uh school age kids don't hear I love you but like once or twice a month Right. From from their parents a lot and and right. so, and that that affects you, right. um. So yeah, so I try to be that. I'm probably a little too, <laughs> too lovey with maybe not. I uh, I can. Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing as being yeah. too loving? But yeah, so I have a really uh weirdly special and close relationship with my daughter, um, uh, which is the nature of being a single mom. So absolutely. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so that's my family life. Um, I. Went to high school at Gross High School in South Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, graduated in 2000. When I was there, I'm like, one of my campaign team is, campaign team, Jaden, he's a senior in high school right now. And he's like involved in a million things. And I'm like, how does he have the energy? But then I was thinking back to when I was in high school yes. and the, the, all of the stuff that I was in. Like, my senior year in high school, I was on the dance team. I was on academic decathlon. I was editor of the school paper. I had like two jobs. Like, I don't know where right. I had the energy for that, but I wish that I wish it didn't fade it, that it <laughs> when didn't, you yeah. age. Yes. Um, but yeah. And then I, uh, like I said, I went to Creighton because my mom worked there. So, um, I was able to go there without cost, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, that I don't, you know, didn't, I came out of there with, with a degree and no student loans. What a gift. Yes. What a gift. Um, but then that's also why I was able to get a bachelor's degree in graphic design. Because um, I, w- I probably, if I had to pay for that degree, I would have gone to like Metro or something. Right. Like yeah. that's, uh, you know, if you go to Creighton and you're paying for it, you're, you're going to become a doctor or a lawyer. Or, right. Right. Um, because education is sometimes very expensive. Yeah. Um, and I love, and I loved my time at Metro. And yeah, that degree, um, my culinary degree, I, you know, I paid for that myself. And applied for scholarships and and I think that the whole thing cost me like less than five thousand dollars because there's so many unclaimed scholarships out there that that kids need to know about and apply for um but so yeah so I went to Creighton uh that was a good time I uh was able to study abroad in Ireland for a semester when I was at Creighton so that was beautiful kind of life-changing yeah changing experience um yeah and just a wonderful it is such a beautiful place I really want to go back and then um, right after I, I applied to and got into, um, graduate school for an MFA in photography, a master of fine arts. 
uh, at ECU in North Carolina, and I will come back and talk about that experience. Um, anyway, after one semester, I ended up back in Nebraska because I'd never moved away from home before, and sure. it, that's not for me. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so then I kind of was wandering aimlessly for a couple years, not knowing what to do with my life, and then I decided to simultaneously enroll in culinary school and give a year of my life to AmeriCorps building Habitat for Humanity Houses in North Omaha. Uh, so that was really, 2007, 2008 was a really life-changing, um, eye-opening year uh, that really sparked my love for uh, public service and yeah. things like that. Um, and then, yeah, I was in culinary school. I ended up pregnant in 2009, and uh, so I had to take a little break from from culinary school to, to have a baby and, and do that. And do um, all the things yeah. that that entails. I, I moved back in with my folks at that point. I had been living with my with my little brother. Like, that's how close of a relationship we have. We were able to be roommates that's, for a couple years. That's wonderful. Yeah, he's yeah. like one of my best friends. And, um, yeah, moved back in with my folks so my mom could help me and so I could continue to go to school. And so that two-year degree took me four years. <laughs> but I was doing it part-time, and, and we opened the business that same year. Um, so yeah, kind of a lot going on and that was all, you know, uh, well, she, she's going to be 13 in December. So, wow. and, and since then it's like, I, I couldn't tell you what much about my life because it's been our life yes. and it's been really great. So, yeah. And I think, I think it's so important to have people like you speak to young people about the fact that there is no right way to do this. I think in our society, you know, and so thank you for saying this d- degree took me this long and, and quote unquote, it normally takes this, but like life changes and things happen and that there's a beauty in that, right? There's a beauty in the flow. And so, um, and I'm sure that you wouldn't have had it any other way, you know? Right. So. Yeah. Even with the, you know, the things that, that kind of sucked that put me on this path, it still put me on this path where I'm at and, and yes. And I, I love where I am now. So. Yeah. And for a reason, (laughs) for sure. Um, so I mean, and this is such a big question. So, because um, I, I mean, just by your resume and all the things that you've accomplished, you're like a very goal-oriented in- <laughs> individual. So, um, but just lay it on us, you know, however you want to. But what are some of your goals for 2022, especially in terms of your hopes of serving all of District 2 in the state of Nebraska? Um, and I would just love, and I would love our viewers to know, like, what, like, where does your passion come from? And just like, why are you running? Like, you know, because there's some kiddo out there that's that's like maybe thinking about politics or maybe not or whatever. And like, like what what made you be like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to go for it. Right. Well, yeah, this wasn't even <laughs> something that was ever on my radar. Um, and I think, you know, 2016 changed a lot for a lot of people and, and folks that had normally, you know, I've always voted. Um, I've always, you know, done a little bit of research when it was around election time. But after 20, 2016 happened, that that wasn't good enough anymore. Um, so I started paying more attention and getting more in, engaged. Um, and then it was in 2020, I think, these last few years. Oh, they're a blur. <laughs> Trust me. Um, a guy I went to high school with and did AmeriCorps with, um, approached me or, you know, messaged me on Facebook and said, I think that either you or your mom should run, uh, challenge this incumbent senator because he's kind of 
harmful. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I looked into, you know, I couldn't even, I didn't even know who it was, right? And then I, at the more research I did, he's a um, appointed by the governor, um, replaced another dude who had to resign because he was doing some doing some shady stuff. Yep. Um, and. And so, and we've never, and, we, and in my research, I realized we've never had a woman um, represent this district, and and that's about time. But yeah, I was just the more I looked at it, the more I I realized that th- these people that I've known and grown up around and have been so great to me my whole life deserve better representation than what we've been given. Yes. Um, and that's be, I mean, that's what it was. We were handed this guy because he got appointed to this seat, and then pretty. Immediately, there was the next, so that was in 2017, and then 2018 was the next election. Well, he didn't have all these harmful votes under his belt right. at that point, so he got reelected because he was the incumbent. But now, um, four years later, you know, there's there's some proof that he, he's voted against kids with disabilities and voted yeah. against survivors of sexual assault and um, voted against expanding SNAP benefits during the pandemic. And, and my friends and neighbors deserve better than this. Yes. Um, they deserve somebody that that cares about them, especially the working class um, and low income folks that he doesn't represent them very well. Um, and I am them. So yes. I just I feel like uh, we need a more a better represent representative democracy that involves having more working class folks at the table and having more women at the table because we make up a, a part of the population that isn't currently being represented there. Um, the way that the unicameral is set up, uh, they only pay $12,000 a year. Um, and, you know, you have to be there for five months. Well, most regular working people can't, can't leave their job for four months and come back and still sure. have a job. Um, and it's and it's been designed that way deliberately to mm-hmm. keep regular people out. So mm-hmm. the only people that can really afford to do it are kind of independently wealthy people or retired people that are doing it as a hobby, which like my life is not somebody's hobby. So yeah, that's kind of why I I decided to do this because I can, um, because of the nature of my family business and that we're largely seasonal and um, I'm not, I'm not going to get fired. Right. Right. Uh, So, and um, so I'm able to do that and represent, represent people from my demographics um in in ways that that other people can't so I figured since I have the ability to do it I'm gonna do it and I'm so grateful that I've made it this far into the process there was a a tough primary that had four opponents and um I made it through that and now I think I've got a pretty good shot I'm out there meeting folks and um you know just letting them know the the good the good lunch lady news um, and, and letting them know that, you know, I'm here to help and I, I actually care about them and I will listen to them when they um, contact me and all the things that aren't happening now. So Right. And I think you make so many, so many amazing points. But I think, you know, systemically, you know, on some level, government has been set up, as you say, to exclude a, a certain certain populations and certain demographics. And so I think that young people, I think everyone, but young people especially, can look up to you and say, here's someone that um, is not trying to fit into the stereotypical mold, is a trailblazer, is someone that I can, 
I can, I can do this. Like I can aspire to do this. If I have a dream in my heart, if I have a passion, if I want to be an advocate for something, um, there is a space for me and there's a place for me. Right. And it's, and it's not going to, um, you know, not, not to quote someone, someone very famous, not to quote Lizzo, but like, it's going to be me. Right. And that's kind of what I really respect and admire because at some point in time you have to become your own hero and you have to step out there and say, this is happening. Like I have a voice. Um, you know, we all fight imposter syndrome. I know I do. I used to talk to, you know, my, my students and things about that all the time. That's a big topic, but, um, I think it's, I think it's ridiculously admirable what you're doing, um, and what you stand for. So thank thank you. you. Yeah. People are like, why do you want to be a politician? And I'm, I'm like, I don't want to be a politician. (laughs) Yeah. That's the opposite of what I want to be. I want to be a representative of, of everybody who keeps getting, kind of screwed over by politicians right like Mm -hmm. that's uh that's my goal Mm -hmm. um and this isn't like you know they this is a term limited you know I if if elected I'll do my four years if I get elected again I'll do the next four years and then that's it I don't have bigger (laughs) aspirations than this I just want to get in there and make actual change for um for folks that desperately need it so yeah (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, and, and that was, again, I, yeah, I was, you know, tired of complaining about the way things are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing something about it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's courage. That's <laughs> courage to me. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who was, I mean, mentorship is such a big part of, um, what we talk about here on the show and how important, you know, I, and I think I actually was in an event last night that was talking about, um, older individuals and how important it is to have at least three people in your life that you can reach out to, right? Like three people that regardless, like would be there for you, regardless of, of anything, if you needed them. Um, but that transfers to young people too, right? And as you stated, like there's a lot of young people that um, just due to maybe their family situation or whatever, like they don't have that mentorship in place or they don't have someone that they all oftentimes feel that they can turn to. Um, who was a mentor in your life growing up and how did they inspire you? So, um, when I was a senior in high school, I, like I said, I was the, the editor of the school paper. I was kind of, I still am kind of a journalism nerd. Um, I love that. <laughs> and so I got a job at the Plattsmouth Journal, the local newspaper. And, uh, Janine Warbine is her, was her name. She's, passed a few years ago um but she was the editor of the newspaper and but she was also the like the grandma of the whole county if that makes sense she was the one that would she would publish the recipes she judged all the food contests at the fair everybody knows janine she i mean she was kind of like the local paula dean yeah before you know right right (laughs) before all of that but um yeah just that really just lovable um but she also graded her job at being an editor and she just really loved me um which of course of, of course, course she did. yeah uh but anyway her husband Roger Warbine was our senator for 20 years 87 to 2007 so wow. during that time so she was the senator's wife and yeah. it was that was a whole you know a really impressive awesome thing um but yeah she just loved me and believed in me and kept in contact with me all through college um and then in 2006, in my floating around aimlessly without a purpose time, uh, I randomly entered the casserole contest at the Cass County Fair. I'd never entered anything at the fair before. And that year I entered a bunch of photography, entered a bunch of stuff. Um, and I won, I won the photography, 
grand and reserve of the fine art photography. Well, duh, that's what I went to school for. But um, but no, that's amazing. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty. So I amazing. Have, so I have the big fair ribbon. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I entered the casserole contest, and it's me and all these like middle-aged and old ladies. And I think I was like 24 at the time. And I show up with my casserole and it's all this, you know, and you judge it, they judge, she judges it in front of people yeah. and takes a bite and talks about it. And, and I ended up winning the thing. Yeah. This was before I went to culinary school. Um, and then, so then, yeah, the next year I enrolled in culinary school and she always kind of took like, Oh, did you do it because you won that contest? <laughs> you know? And it was so cute, but she, yeah, she always has, you know, always believed in me, always really just so encouraging. Um, and that was a really big loss to our community. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, but no, so that's, um, I would like to think that, uh, she, She's proud of me and, and would think that I'd make a good uh, candidate to fill her husband's seat that oh, he did so I well. Um, but, yeah, and eventually, yeah, I want to be that, you know, um, just beloved member of my community that right. people can come to and and know that, you know, Sarah's old reliable and she knows a lot about food. That's, That's right, <laughs> which is, like, comforting and yeah. also... But you say, you know, in talking about, um, and once again, like, thank you so much for like being vulnerable to talk because there's people in our lives, right. That you don't know. And I, I talk about this a lot. It's like, you don't know the impact that you have on someone. I mean, this wasn't a, a mother. This wasn't a grandmother. This was a woman that you weren't related to that had like a significant impact in your life. And no doubt you are making her proud oh. and that she had, um, you know, this like lasting effect. And so, um, and oftentimes in thinking about like mental health too, I like to remind people like, if you can get past today and you can get, like you can change a life. Like this woman like changed your life and that is a legacy, right? That is a legacy in and of itself. So, um, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, No, that's a beautiful story. I'm I'm a crier. No. Well, we're all about, I mean, we don't want any like inauthent. We love like do whatever you need to do here. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, but that's such a beautiful story. Um, you know, this question is just in our world and things move so fast and you've got a daughter and you're running this campaign and you're, I love slattery vintage states too. I have a whole story about like when I was a teacher and we used to go, it was like a big thing at the beginning of the year, just to be like, we're back in the swing of things. Yeah. So, um, We'll talk about that at the end, but if you haven't been, everybody needs to go. Um, But what are some of your, I mean, in pursuing all of your goals and your passions, what are some of your favorite ways to incorporate like a balanced life just into your daily routine? And I know that's like a big one and trust me, I haven't like figured it out. So whatever, I just like to always ask people because I'm like, yeah, how do you do it? You know, it's, it's been a while since I've been able to anything's been balanced everything is really <laughs> right. kind of like full speed ahead right um and i'm kind of hanging on by a thread a lot of the time um so i don't uh get to do a lot of um self-care reflection but i so i i'm i've started because i'm i've never had to really worry about my appearance in the kitchen right like, you know because you're sweaty and gross um uh, but now that i'm uh public facing and speaking to people and I need to get them. They're really bad right now. No, I think they're beautiful. She Uh, has beautiful nails on. They're they're, very colorful. So I've been, you know, I make it a point to every couple weeks, get my nails done, um, get my lashes done. Uh, My best friend uh, finished 
esthetician school last year and she now has her own little place. So I, every couple of weeks I get a facial. Yes. Um, just because it, that forces me to slow down. And when you're doing any of those things, you can't look at your phone. No, you can't. You can't. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, yeah, that's, that's how I kind of force myself. And it, and it also is refreshing to yeah. get these things done. Um, but otherwise, yeah, when I'm not doing those things, it's mostly I decompress by like watching murder shows. Right. No, I get <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, typical. Uh, but yeah, like I love, I love me some Dateline and 2020 yes, and I all of too. those. Yes. Um, and just hanging out, like I'll, I'll get out, I'll lay on my bed. And I, I, a couple years ago, that was my, my best idea of 2020 was I ordered myself a new bed nice. and it's like a king size and it, I'm just Love it. by myself but I have yeah. like five pets yeah, that sleep with 100%. me and sometimes sometimes a 12 year old yeah um so I needed this extra big super comfy bed um best yeah best purchase ever and so yeah I'll just lay on my bed and all these animals like are laying all over me and I'm just petting them and watching my tv and like that's I zone out that way uh <clears throat> I know I should be doing more uh no mindful when I, when I have less, uh, and I don't know if I get elected, I don't know that it will get less stressful. But um, when I have a a more regular routine, right? Yes, right. I like to you know go for walks and things like that, clear my head. But yeah, no, those are all good. And I wonder, like, and I know that it at some extent is work too. But I bet you're so passionate about cooking. Sometimes, like, do you ever like cook for fun or like no? no. You're like no, no. <laughs> I love it. No. She's um, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually kind of a, a gas station food connoisseur. Like, yeah. not And not just crappy gas station. There's some really good, oh, no, legit gas station yeah. food these days. Yeah. Like, Cubby's has their, um, the Junction Burger, and I have a whole story about that. If, I love it. It's, uh, but it's like this, it's like a Runza in that it's fully enveloped in dough, but it's like a bacon cheeseburger inside. Oh, wow. It's so good. So good. Um, and I don't know how they do it. I still haven't cracked that Crack code. Cracked the code. Um, but, yeah, I love uh, anything that I didn't have to make. Right. <laughs> so people are like, I don't want to cook for you. You, you, you. I don't want to cook for you. You're a chef. And I'm like, no, no. literally, anything that you – I like cereal. Like right. anything that you make for me that is – I know how much love goes into that. Um. And I really appreciate the work and everything, but yeah, no. And I and I definitely don't eat anything that I cook because by the time it's done, sure, I'm so sick of looking at not. If I cook at home, like dinner for me and my daughter, it's like hamburger. Like it's I make things as easily as right. I possibly can. But um, yeah, no. Like when I do a big event and I have, I'm I smell like it. I don't want to eat right, it. Right. Um, so then I'll like on my way home. Yeah, grab a you know, a cheese stick and a beef jerky from the gas station right. and eat that instead. But I do, I do really enjoy cooking with my family. Yeah. Um, so like holidays, things like that. I do cooking competitions. Uh, my brother and I do oh, that's down cool. in, yeah. So in the summer we do a barbecue and it's the Kansas state barbecue championship, which is a pretty that's serious a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And we got second place in brisket Congrats. last year that's or amazing. this year. Um, and it's really funny because there's like hundreds of teams and they're all like dead serious about it. Oh yeah. And it's just me and my brother and some of his friends and we're it's like we do it once a year and we got second in brisket and our team name is Judas Feast. That's like, amazing. <laughs> it's yeah. That's so, amazing. And then and then in the fall, uh, there's a chili cookoff. And so that's actually not it's next weekend, not this weekend. Cool. So I'll be down in, in Lenexa doing my chili, chili cookoff. And I know I should be sticking around and campaigning, but 
you know what? I decompress with these. Right. I only do a few things a year that I do every year and I'm going to do it. Dang it. No matter what. And you deserve to do that. And I think people respect, will respect you for that. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. And we've done really well. I've got a lot of ribbons from that too. Um, And that's, you know, 200 plus teams and they have like two, two chili divisions, a salsa and a hot wings. Um, So yeah. That's it's, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Now I want to go. Yeah. It's not actually that far away. So, yeah, I could totally go. And yeah. <laughs> and it's free. You can go, and then yeah. you get a spoon. Like, it's free to the pu- open to the public. You come in, they give you a spoon, and then all the teams have little samplers of their chili. So cool. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. And I think that's super cool that you can do that with your bro- brother, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so... You know, Sarah, since this podcast is dedicated to youth and mental health awareness, what would you say to encourage a young person struggling with mental health issues in today's society? And, you know, one of them you mentioned was just like, and I have to check myself on this. I have talked to my friends. My fa- It's like the constant, like, screen time, right? Yeah. Like constantly being tethered to this device. And we know social media has a lot of positives, but it also has a lot of negatives. And we know that, like, you know, always constantly being... Um, able to be contacted, like has its own level of anxiety Mm -hmm. too. So um, I don't know, just what would you say to a young person? And I know you have a daughter too, that's like at a, you know, at a critical age. So, Um, well, I mean, I think that it needs to be said and, and said and said and said that it it is not, you're not alone. It is not uncommon. Yes. Um, Having mental health issues, having mental illnesses is not you're not an, a lone island. There's so many more people than you think. I uh, suffer from depression, um, which, you know, if I would have been more aware of, of my proneness to that and and um, and how easy it is to fix, I would have had a lot easier time in college right. um, and probably high school. But it just wasn't – I'm I, – they're so – kids these days, both, yes, the constant screen and all of that and everything that comes with it, um, I can't imagine having to have dealt with that when I was that age. Um, but also, there's so much more um, knowledge, and the, the stigma is is less now um, for all of these things, and it's more openly talked about, which I think is really great. But, um, yeah, so if you're feeling any kind of way, just talk to somebody. Um, it doesn't have to be your parent. It doesn't have to be, um, you know... It, Hopefully you have a school counselor or, or a teacher that you trust. Um, but just if you're feeling off or feeling, um, you know, like you used to be happier and you're not now, you got to let somebody know because um, it doesn't get better without doing something about it. Absolutely. And I think you're such a testament to that. And I've had other guests that are on the show. Like I love having people that share their journey and are willing to be vulnerable because, uh, and as a young person, like that's hard, right? Cause sometimes you're maybe taught that like, Oh, just keep it in or whatever. But like, it really is finding like someone trusted that you can speak to. And so that's excellent. Yeah. That's and excellent I, and advice. I would also say to, um, you know, family members pay attention to how, how your loved ones are doing. It was, um, my sophomore year in college when, when, I, my grandma had died. I kind of just stopped going to class. I almost failed out of Creighton um, because I lost all interest in everything. And it was that semester break, Christmas break. um, My folks were like, there's something going on with you. and We need to figure out what it is. Um, And it probably took that long because I wasn't living at home. I was living in the dorm and I did feel really alone. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, if they hadn't made it a point to be like, no, no, we're figuring this out, I would have just kept sliding further and further down. Um, and so, yeah, make sure you're, you know, keeping an eye on your loved ones. And if they're, if they seem to be off, then talk to them about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's such excellent advice. Um, and it, on that, and you kind of touched on that, but what's one piece of advice that you wish someone would have given you, little Sarah, when you were younger? Um, that, yeah, the, you're not alone. There are so many people that have gone through this, are going through it, will go through it. Um, and it's, and it's fixable and, you know, there's no shame in getting help. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't go without glasses and be like, it's fine. I can, I can do it myself. No, there's something there to help you get your glasses. There's something there to help you get your antidepressants or your um, medications or your therapy. I I think everybody should go to therapy. Me too. Um, (laughs) regardless of, (laughs) you know, talking, talking to somebody (laughs) about what's going on in your life with no judgment and no strings attached because there's, you know, you can't talk to your loved ones about, cause they'll get defensive um, or it'll cause, you know, and so, yeah. So you need this like totally nonpartisan yeah. Oh, person yeah. <laughs> um, to talk to, to listen. And their only concern is you and your well being. And I think that that is so awesome. Um, and everybody could use that. So yeah, I think yeah. we need a lot more mental health uh, care in this state and in this country country yeah for sure um I know that you're a big fan of education and I'm always you know when I ask this question because I know there's probably a lot that you could mention but um since this podcast dedicated to education too did you have a favorite teacher growing up and how did they impact your life yeah so of course I've had several and you know, of all the teachers, my mom is my favorite and she was never actually my teacher, but she was, she's just such a, she, she's a teacher she's, of life and right? she's such a great grandma because yeah. she is that teacher. That, she taught oh, yeah. like first yeah. and second grade. So she, she gets these grand, like makes them, they, they all, when oh, they're oh. at grandma's house, they're learning stuff yeah. and it's, it's really cool. Um, but no, so my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Elworth, and, um, I think she's passed away a few years now, but she was so incredible and it wasn't just me. It was every kid she ever had. Anytime you had an, every, anytime you were in the newspaper, she would send it to you in the Aww. mail and write a handwritten like "I'm really proud of you." Um, that makes like me like all cry. the way through college. Yeah, like it was, amazing. it was amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how she had the mental capacity to do that. Like all the students after <laughs> right. all those years. Um, so that was really amazing. And then um, in high school, Mr. Connolly was my homeroom teacher, and his first year teaching was my freshman year. So we kind of grew up together. Together, Oh, sure. Um, and then we ended up, I, we ended up finagling it. So my little brother got to be in the same homeroom with me. So oh, it was like, nice. we had this, we all had this special uh, relationship. Yeah. And I still, yeah. When I see him at, you know, alumni events and things like that, give him a big hug. And then, um, of course I would be remiss if I didn't mention chef Brian O'Malley, who is like the, culinary arts guy in Omaha and he um I think he's like the dean of the culinary school now but he yeah just so um in a field where women it's really you don't you know yeah male dominated yes big time um he is so awesome and encouraging and respectful of women chefs and I think that that is so like that was so encouraging to me yes. um, to finish school. And uh, yeah, and I still have a great, I see him at events all the time and, and I love Chef O'Malley. Um, so yeah, those, 
and I'm sure there's others, but those are the ones that really stand out to me. So yeah, no, that's awesome. And I think what's really cool about that, Sarah, is that um, there is going to be some young person out there that's going to say that about you, or oh. that already has said that about you someday. Maybe so. um, <laughs> seriously, for your for your authenticity, for um, your trailblazing, on uh, honestly, um, and for your take on. Um, on inclusivity towards everybody in the state of Nebraska. Thank you. So, and so when I was teaching, I taught the beverage management class at Metro for eight years, which is like the booze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Learning all about, you know, the history and sure. the making it processes and all that. Anyway. So for my, and I'm sure that, that my students remember this for my for the final, instead of, um, bonus, <laughs> questions i would you know those jelly bellies that are like the, oh yeah the mystery ones where it's like either tastes like pudding or dog food <laughs> yeah so i would um make this and it was optional they didn't have to do it okay. but if they wanted the, the jelly bean points they would like russian roulette these jelly oh man <laughs> and it was purely for it's my amazing. own entertainment right. um you know because they're eating these moldy cheese ones but they're like <laughs> they want the points so they yeah. gotta do it. it i don't know it was hilarious so i'm sure a bunch of my students remember that i love it no i love it and it's those like little moments in life that are so meaningful and you can look back and have such humor about that's awesome that's awesome um well, I just can't thank you enough for being here um, with us today, with me today. Um, Absolutely. I've been a big fan for a long time, and I um, also want to encourage our viewers and things just to just to really think about what you said today in terms of, like, being able to step up and, and stand up for things that you're passionate and that you care about. Um, and I also want to make sure, I would be remiss, I want to know where our viewers can follow you, your journey, um, social media handles, website, all of that. And also please a plug for Slattery Vintage oh, Estates because yeah. I'm like, yeah, anyway. Uh, so yeah, so fan. my, yeah, my family business is Slattery Vintage Estates. That website is svevineyards with an S.com. Um, and there you can see, you know, pictures of my food. You can link to, we have glamping. Um, Which so, I'm going to take advantage. I yeah, just want, I'm just yeah. going to put that on the universe. Yeah. That I've heard good things. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're a pretty unique so we you know wedding venue we've got we do live music in the summer i do wood-fired pizzas um it's just yeah it's really beautiful um i'm the luckiest girl in the world to have that job and work with my folks and it's been really amazing um and then for my campaign so my website is slatteryforlegislature.com my socials you know what? They're all linked on my website because they're all, so, yeah, you know, some of them sure. are slattery for an E. Some of them are slattery for, I don't, and I don't remember which ones are which, but yeah, you okay. can go to the bottom of my website page and all of my links are the, you know, there's a little Facebook logo and the Instagram and the Twitter. Um, yeah. And yep. Lunch lady for legislature. I'm just, you know, I'm a regular mom just trying to make life easier for, for people like me. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so absolutely. Well, I am so grateful that you're that you were willing to come on education with an edge today, Sarah, and we can't wait to see all the amazing things you've already done so many amazing things, but you're going to do even 
you know, greater things that are going to be so beneficial to so many. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you for being with us here on Education with an Edge today. It, um, I am Jaquel Lane, she, her, hers. Um, and we'd like to thank BetterHelp.com, um, which is an awesome resource if you're looking for mental health supports. And we'd also like to thank the Nebraska Foundation for Suicide Prevention and their support of our podcast. Um, remember, you are loved. You have light to give to this world. Um, and we can't wait to see you until next time. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to jaquellane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.